I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello. You're listening to BFN. This is the podcast about infertility, IVF, and the trials of trying for a baby. I'm Gabby. And I'm Emma, and we're both card-carrying members of the Infertility Club. Hi everyone, hi Betty, Gabby's cat. Yeah, she's just popped in with a crunch moment to say hello. Kind of her. I love the little noise that she makes. It's so cute. Um, how is everyone? We were uh, we're back. We're after back. A very short absence. Yes, my fault. I do apologise. Not your fault, mate. Stop well, saying it's your fault. It was basically, to be completely honest, it was my sister's wedding, and I had a lot of shit on at work that week, and I thought I could do everything, but I couldn't do everything. Mm. So I think that's perfectly okay and I don't think yeah. anyone would hold that against you mate yeah I feel like the listeners are going to be less cross with me for not doing a podcast that week than my sister would have been if I hadn't written the speech yes how was the speech it was re- can I just say somebody came up to me afterwards and went are you a professional comedian and I was oh, like no but I should be god amazing yeah. yeah I think he was just being nice but I'm choosing not to believe that yeah no I think he was probably an agent yeah, I think he probably you know is I mean? an agent. He's probably mm. scouting you. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it couldn't have gone better, frankly. And it's funny with speeches, isn't it? Because when you're like looking at them on the page and when you're kind of practicing them at home, it's quite like still like it just it doesn't seem funny. Like mm. it really didn't seem funny for me. And that makes me wonder how comedians do it because they were lame jokes, but everyone was laughing. I think. People, um, it's on, well, part of the delivery, you know. Of course. Yeah. And then, but then also, I think, you know, people are willing you to do well during a speech. Yeah, they are. Wedding speeches. Wedding speech audiences are the kindest. Yes. If you get up on stage and do stand up, they're willing you to fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Like heckling you and catcalling. Do you know what I mean? Like that's. Absolutely. I don't think it's time for a career change. I'm not putting you off, mate. No. If you want to do it, I will support you. Thanks. No, I, I think I'll just stick to wedding speeches. Okay, all right. Yeah, about my sister. <laughs> okay, sure. We did one um, about Sophie, that was good too. Yeah, that was a poem though. Add that it? to your list. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose it yeah basically, I'm going to put that in my Insta bio. Smash it at weddings. Yeah, okay, good. Like, if you need a, a wedding speaker, I'm there. Perfect. But, well, there we go. 
I'm yeah. sure everyone will will be in touch. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> right. Um, so this is the penultimate episode. It is the penultimate episode of this series, mate. Of this series, yeah, of course. Not the penultimate episode ever. No, God, no. No. Um, yeah, because we've got a book coming out, we've got to sell it. So yeah. there's going to be another series. Um, but yeah, no, we are going to take some time out, take some time for yes. ourselves. Yes. And we're going to grow and become take stronger. Some, some time out for ourselves <clears throat> and write the newsletter weekly. So yes, not okay. too much time out. You know. Limited we're time not, for ourselves. Not putting our feet up too much. No. So that is a reminder to anyone listening who would like to receive our weekly newsletter that comes yeah. out. Um, sporadically when the podcast is running and weekly when it's not yeah Tuesday morning yeah we're basically the Tuesday people aren't we yeah we've just really pissed all over Tuesday like if anyone tried to muscle in on Tuesday it would be frowned upon I would say yeah strongly frowned upon yeah yeah she says wondering there's probably millions of podcasts that come out on Tuesday yeah well in fact there definitely are there definitely are anyway yeah um so yeah no sign up to our newsletter you can do that on our website which is bigfatnegative.com and then in the top right there's a little button that says newsletter and you can put your little email address in there we won't give it to anyone or no. sell it to anyone god no unless they offer us a lot no i'm joking <sighs> unless they buy us houses and cars and holidays in which case you guys will sell you down the river <laughs> no we <laughs> Just to be clear, we we won't sell your email address to anyone. No, absolutely. Except Russian scammers. No. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, sign up for the newsletter because that's good. Also, you know, pre-order our book. This is our second last opportunity to say that in your ears. Yes, for a while. Yeah. Don't worry, we will say it again. Yeah, we definitely will. It'll Um, be the subject line of most of the emails. Yeah. Here's the link. Here's the link. Yeah. Buy the book. Yeah. Buy the book. Here's the link. Anyway, um, should we talk about today's episode? Yeah, we probably should. So, yeah. um, the way we've approached the last two episodes is like it's a kind of um, uh, a pair, like a matching pair mm-hmm. of um, conversations about like life without children. Is that fair yeah. to say? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the, um, I guess it's where you might get to. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of coming to terms with, with a different life. And yeah. Two very different, um, two very different takes on it, I suppose. One more certain than the other. Yeah. So today um, we're talking to Annabelle from Maybehood. Um, and she is a brilliant blogger. And she is kind of talking about the cusp between you're still in treatment, but you realise that you are living as a childless person or couple. Mm. Um, and she, so they've been, her and her husband have been doing IVF treatment for eight years now. Yeah. Well, they've been, they've been living with infertility for eight years. And the way she describes it is, I am, I am both trying for a baby and ch- childless. Mm. Um, and then next week's is... Katie from Chasing Creation, who was just so much fun to talk to. And she's talking about when you are when you have decided that your life is one without children. Yeah. Yeah. Um and she yeah, and just coming to terms with that and how she deals with it. Um but this week it's Annabelle. 
Yeah, and she's lovely, and she's got a famous cat. I don't know what else you would would possibly want from an interview, yeah. to be honest. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you. Oh, we are also obviously talking to Sophie first, who's got some uh, big news. Sophie, Sophie, Sophie. What has been happening? Oh, yeah, she's talking about her egg collection. The thing that made me laugh quite a lot is both the people in this podcast this week talk about like being really inappropriate after egg collection. <laughs> Like shrieking about stuff. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, did you do anything like that? I don't think I did. No, I don't. I I just remember having the shivers really badly. Oh God, weird. Yeah, weirdly. Yeah. Not as less interesting or fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously, let's not re- regale those stories. I think yeah. I was mostly interested in whether I had that painkiller up the bum, but I don't think <laughs> I shouted about it. Maybe I did, and no one told me. Did you put it up my bum? I, I was, do you know what? I, I was, um, I remember being really pissed off that John wasn't back yet. I was like, what oh. is he doing? Where is he? For fuck's sake. Yeah. Here I then, am, all eggless. Yeah. I wanted him to like, I think I wanted him to be there as I like came round. Yeah. Darling, darling. Yeah, exactly. To mop my brow. But he wasn't. He was off having a wank. <laughs> so that was that. Um, well, he probably yeah. would have liked you to have been there feeding him grapes while he was. Letting yeah, his juice loose. Yeah, yeah. You know, it works both ways, Emma. It does. It does. I was, I was being selfish. You were being selfish. Um, speaking of man juice, yes, um, please. Um, I have today revealed my big master plan, um, uh, called uh, the jizz, the which jizz. is um, it's not, it's not a whole thing. It's just uh, maybe like a week or maybe longer than a week who knows but basically i'm gonna i'm gonna start posting content about male factor infertility about kind of tips for eating things and um lifestyle choices and i'm gonna be speaking to because obviously i'm not a fucking expert in that but i'll be speaking to experts so um i've got at least one interview lined up with um, mel brown famous fertility nutritionist to the stars and um but there will be others i just haven't organized them yet and uh yeah so that all kicks off on the 30th of august so basically the first week of september i'm going to be posting the shit out of it awesome so Um, i just love i love the fact that you've got a logo because it looks like the logo of a like cool club yeah yeah like maybe a a jazz club a jizz club a jizz club (laughs) well that's exactly what it is mate so welcome to the jizz club um please follow me if you don't at bfn gabby and tell all your friends ideally with with male factor infertility to follow me also to get some hot tips yeah i was trying to think of a joke there but i can i did like hashtag getting jizzy with it on my instagram post very much inspired by um love island i thought that was the kind of thing they'd do if there was like a jizz challenge they would absolutely do that yeah yeah Yeah, um okay well that's kind of it right from us i think so oh and betty and betty piping in there um yeah so i suppose uh i hope you enjoyed today's episode we're sure you will oh we should also say mate that there will be probably two quite exciting bonus episodes. Yeah, there will between be. Between now and the next series. Yes, there can't absolutely imagine will what be. They might be. No, can't can't possibly imagine what those will be. But yeah, we do have some bonus episodes coming up. Yeah. Um 
But should we tell you what they are or should we just leave it hanging? No, we should definitely leave it hanging. Okay. I mean, it's pretty obvious if you think about it, what it might be. But anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, if you'd like to stay in touch with us, as mm. everyone does. You can follow us on Instagram. At Big Fat Negative. You can follow us on Twitter. At Big Fat Negative. Um, you can try and message us on Facebook, but I went through the other day and there were some from like six months ago. So probably, Jesus. probably avoid that. Don't, don't message us on Facebook. If only yeah. to just make us feel bad. Yeah. You can do it then, but don't expect a response. <laughs> um, and you can email us. Podcast at gmail.com. Please enjoy the episode. So, hello. I think you've got quite a lot to tell us about. Yes. God, uh, time really does fly when you're doing IVF, but not because you're having fun <laughs> necessarily. This <laughs> is what I think we true. only spoke last a couple of weeks ago. Um, that's a bit nuts. It feels like a lifetime ago already. Yeah, I think you were maybe halfway through your stims when we spoke to you last. Yeah, I think I was still on good form and, and generally like, oh, this isn't even that intense. Oh, Matt, you know? did it take a nosedive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine what that's like. Talk us through it. <laughs> um, it wasn't dire, but I, you know, I definitely got a lot more bloated, a lot more sore. Yeah. I, took, I had to take a couple of days off work. Um, oh, no. Uh, at one point, I just <laughs> uh, the dog ran across my stomach, and I just burst into tears. Oh, um, so yeah, a few painful. tears here and there. I didn't get too cross about anything, which mm. was nice, which mm-hmm. was sweet relief for Mister Sophie. <sighs> I was but like, I don't have to tread on eggshells, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, I found myself myself sobbing, and then I just for some reason just instantly transported back to um, when I was about nine years old and this girl in the playground hit me and I just couldn't get the sound. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. That's insane. You channeled your your sorrow from all those years ago. God, you, I mean, you couldn't even find an advert to cry at instead. You had to like delve into the past. I think I just had to get it out. And, I, and at the time I was like, this is ridiculous. Uh, but I'm having a good cry anyway, so why don't I just, just go you know, it. write this all out? <laughs> Sometimes it's quite nice to have a cry. Yeah, yeah. I did a lot of incoherent, rambly writing. Um, oh, yes, the art. <laughs> are you looking back on it now and you're like, wow, that was inspired? Or are you like, oh, that's a bit of a I can't quite bring myself to re- reread okay. those pages of yeah, yeah. nine-year-old injustice. <laughs> reformatted as 36 year old hyper hormone uh, just bewilderment yeah life <laughs> maybe that's one for down the line when things have settled down a bit yeah yeah including yeah. your hormones yeah yeah I um, think I'm a bit more leveled out now a bit more normal good. now uh, I've even been for two small runs this week which oh, was wow, well done. Um, yeah fantastic um well okay so I need to know in as much detail as you're willing to give me how the egg collection went. <laughs> yes, I can give you the full thing. Um, oh, wait, actually, sorry, trigger. How did the trigger go? Was it very exciting? <laughs> the trigger was quite exciting, actually. But I was on a very small dose of Ovitrel. So I think 
normally you have 12 clicks, but then the nurse said, uh, you know, you might get, we've just done all your hormones and bloods for everything. So you might get a call from the doctor later correcting that. And then the doctor called and she said, actually only four clicks. So that one felt like almost nothing. Wow. Um, Okay. Yeah. God, it all just feels so long ago now, even though it was a couple of weeks ago. It's nuts. Sorry, isn't it? Yeah, I can't um, remember at all. Yeah. Really. <laughs> and then I finally had the great idea that rather than me like copiously writing notes while they're trying to show me demos of stuff while I'm in the fertility center, I was like, can I just record this on my phone yeah. for my partner? Um, yeah. But I just thought I'd throw that in. I thought that was quite a clever little tip. But actually, it was really straightforward because it was just exactly the same as the injections we'd already been doing. We kind of almost, we didn't get in trouble for it, but we suggested that people record their appointments um, a few years ago and someone pointed out that some doctors might not like it if you just whipped out your phone and started recording them. So yeah, we we always said ask first before you record (laughs) because it really might get people's backs up otherwise. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's a good tip. I think that's a good tip. Yeah. yeah, and also uh, I was getting into doing my my deep breathing while I was waiting for appointments and while I was having the, the you know because I think I found like the more the later into the process the scans were happening mm. the longer they kind of have to spend up there to see what's really going oh, on. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was just practicing my deep breathing that whole time and that was quite helpful. Did you enjoy um, watching the screen and looking at the little bubbles and trying to visualize what that is? Yeah, well my my penultimate one I took a photo of um you know when they kind of plot it on what looks like to me like an excel <laughs> spreadsheet yeah. fucking biggest fucking excel pho- spreadsheet you've ever had in your life yeah an excel spreadsheet oh. <laughs> um and but then my final one i was like do you know what actually i'm not even gonna take a photo because i don't want to you know get you know obsess about the numbers and then I'll come out of anesthetic and egg collection and it'll be different Mm -hmm. um so I just left it to the egg gods um (laughs) and yeah and then you know like a few days before I was just completely laid out really like could manage about one very gentle dog walk a day I'm normally a very pacey walker so uh, when Mr Sophie was coming with me you know he was like charging ahead of me I was like what why are you walking so fast? Can we just go? I am. I must really? waddle at a slow pace. <laughs> yeah. Everything jiggles and wiggles. Yeah, I can feel everything. Oh um, God! Uh, but then, yeah, went in for my egg collection was first thing on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, better than start of the week meeting, isn't it? yes it was yeah right ovaries how are we doing this week well we're sophie (laughs) yeah let's go around the room and do our updates and check-ins please um and it it was surprisingly like quite fun (laughs) oh yeah 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 yeah. because all the medical team were like so jolly and upbeat Mm -hmm. and just quite quite hilarious Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um in an intentional way you know (laughs) Was your anaesthetist quite funny? Because I remember mine was like, I don't know, he's wanging on about Brexit, I think, as I was kind of going out of consciousness. But like, it was just quite funny. He was definitely doing his best to make me giggle and, and not worry too much. Yeah, mine was, a, mine was a total joker. So I was trying to make small talk as he was talking through. I was like, oh, you know, anaesthetist, that's like one of the longest training uh, periods in medicine, isn't it? Um, you know, I guess it must be so complex. He was like, 
oh yeah, I don't know why it takes so long to train because all I'm doing is giving people drugs. Actually, you know, when my daughter was in nursery, she declared to all um, her nursery cl- classmates that uh, my daddy's a drug dealer. So <laughs> 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 that was quite good. The nurse was quite hilarious. Um, he was kind of joking about nicking my rings while I was, oh, you know, quite funny. under and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was lols. It was top bands and lols. Yeah, it was in, top bands. Well theater. done, Team Kings. They did really well to put us at ease and um, make us giggle. And yeah, we were in we were in good spirits. Um, Excellent. Both in good spirits. Yeah. And then obviously we just went under. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Came to babbling away. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I can, so. I I have really tried to minimize my sugar intake uh, oh, yeah. and like knowing IVF was on the horizon. I've had a little bit, but you know, had some chocolate here and there. Yeah. But I really tried Be, to minimize Being really sugar. good. Being really good. Yeah. So when I was like, okay, well, it's pretty much definite we're going to be having a frozen transfer. So mm. I'll get a little bit of time off. Not so much of a time yeah. off that I can go and get absolutely shit faced. Um, but enough that I can eat loads and loads of ice cream after the procedure. Yeah, man, for sure. <laughs> this is the bit where you're like, well, the eggs are miles away now and yeah. I'm here so I can have whatever I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been like fantasizing about my Ben and Jerry's fish food. Oh, but fish um, food. as I came out of the <laughs> the operating room, um, apparently I was just yelling at the top of my voice like, where's my ice cream? <laughs> can I have my ice cream now where is the ice cream uh like uh I guess exactly like that nine-year-old child I had earlier been channeling in my hormonal fugue oh my god that's who you become that's like your own spirit animal is your nine-year-old self it's incredible Get me ice cream. So peculiar yeah I remember coming to I was trying to um compliment the team I think on their work and then I was bigging you guys up and saying I know the podcast is so good and I'm sure the nurse was saying yeah yeah I remember Gabby she's you know she's a great patient I was like yeah she's great Emma's great too I want it now and I think she probably just didn't believe me and thought I was talking to her she's like oh that's very nice that's Do you want a cup of tea and some biscuits (laughs) probably surely she doesn't know the podcast well she said she did but maybe she was just humoring me I I don't know I was in I was in a bit of a uh, fuzzy, fuzzy place at that point. But, you know, (laughs) always doing my bit to promote the podcast. I mean, it is admirable. Your dedication to (laughs) spreading the good word is um, And everyone in every other cubicle must have heard me as well. But they're probably like... Brilliant, Sophie. Well done. Well done. That's exactly (laughs) the kind of behaviour we want. And anyone that's listening, um, the same. (laughs) Everyone must talk about us. Um, Amazing. Well, thank you very much. And once you'd finished asking for ice cream, what happened? Um, So found out then, obviously, the number. Once I'd had a cup of tea and some biscuits, and it's good that they let you kind of chill out a little bit, actually. I was so excited to have a cup of tea with real caffeine in it. Yeah. And bourbons. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. After all the biscuit chat had subsided, um, then obviously they kind of come in and check you all right and talk you through number of eggs. Um, Mm uh and are we are we sharing numbers and stuff um well it's up to you um I 
I mean, I did, but then I did. Yeah, I don't know. It's up to me. It's up to you. I'm happy to because I've now we know how many embryos we've got. Mm. Um, but I guess what I would say before I do is I think I, I mean, I don't, I don't know entirely what's normal, but I think it was a kind of abnormally high number. Yeah, um, um, I know then it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite uh, high. So just a heads up to anyone who's listening on that, because um, I don't think it's very helpful or useful to compare anything. Um, but yeah. Um, so the, and also not all of my eggs were mature because I think I'd hyperstimulated a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so they thought there were 38 eggs. Jesus. Uh, which quite a bumper crop. And then I felt very vindicated about feeling so bloated and unable yeah, to like do anything. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Some of those were immature or they were kind of empty sacks. Um, uh, but because of that, because it was, they thought it was going to be quite high anyway, because even when I had my baseline before any of the drugs, um, I had quite a lot of follicles. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's why they, they instantly put you on a freeze all, didn't they? Because they were like... This prize chicken's going to give up a lot of eggs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but then because of that, we were planning to do, um, it was meant, to, the plan was to do everything ICSI, but they were like, well, you've got quite a lot. So if you want, you could effectively gamble a few and try traditional IVF. So ICSI, being, I mean, correct me if I'm describing this wrong here, but ICSI being, they will select individual sperm and inject it direct one sperm, and they will kind of manually inject that into an individual egg. Yeah. Whereas right. trad IVF is the eggs are in a petri dish; they just splunk on a load of jizz, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 may the best man win. Indeed, um, indeed, each other. <laughs> that's my win and because we had um, you know I've talked about this before because we had uh, just like male factor infertility on the morphology i.e. slightly funny shapes they were like look we don't basically we can't tell because morphology is something that we see by eye yeah see by eye that's a weird word I mean I guess yeah um, but it's like it's not like a kind of machine measurement. It's not that precise. They're like we basically have a look, but we can't tell if it's that all of them are a little bit yeah, wonk- wonky. wonky shaped, yeah. or it's just some of them and the rest aren't. I.e., we don't know whether or not the kind of s- stick your eggs in a dish and and sprinkle over some sperms will work. Yeah. Um, but if you try some as a gamble. You might get absolutely none fertilization, but at least that will tell you that you're it basically probably completely unlikely that you'd ever be able to conceive naturally. God, this is so interesting. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've never heard anyone doing this. I, like, as we did, yeah, all, all of ours were ICSI. Um, So this is fascinating. Yeah. And so that was like, oh, that's a bit of a gamble. They were like, you know, the, the you know, if it works, obviously, you, you know, nothing you haven't lost anything but obviously if it doesn't work you get the information but you're potentially sacrificing all those eggs yeah um do you know how many they did it with yeah well they gave us the choice 
Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, so they were like, you, you know, it's totally up to you guys. We can still do all of them, ICSI, if you want. That is mm-hmm. the kind of, that's the guaranteed kind of yeah. best opportunity for mm. fertilization. But, um, you know, if you want the information to know whether in theory it's possible to happen the, you know, traditional mm. nat- mm-hmm. natural way, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I kind of don't want to call it natural anymore because this is, you know, we're all humans, a part of nature, whatever. Um, but you know what I mean? Yes. yes. Um, uh, yeah, then then it's up to you. So we decided really quite quickly that we were up for that. Um, yeah. My partner is quite partial to a gamble. I literally never, <laughs> ever gamble. He he's quite, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's quite like, he's got quite a high appetite for risk. I'm like really <laughs> risk averse, uh, which is quite a good balancing force. But yes. I also quite like numbers. So oh I, I felt comfortable choosing yeah. the fractions of the split. okay okay I've got you I've <laughs> or whatever got you. you know I was like okay well you know in probability whatever you know blah 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 yeah. I was asking them you know what the percentages of fertilization are like and then what they would then expect onto embryos to figure out if it was worthwhile um and uh yeah I was like well we could do 13 in IVF but Mr Sophie was like well that, that's a bad idea because 13 is unlucky so in the end we decided a split of 12 IVF on the gamble Okay. Yeah. Twenty six ICSI. Wow. Uh, and the embryo- Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the embryologist was like, "Well, twenty six is still a good number to go to." I mean, it's twenty six ICSI. Yeah, it's, like, it's incredible. <laughs> like that's that's you know a miles more than anyone usually gets anyway. So it's a good base. It's a like freakishly high number of eggs. I think. Oh my god! So what? How did it that's all go? Why I was like so bloaty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fair enough, mate. Um, so, um, from that, actually for us, it was worth a gamble and bizarrely the, the IVF gamble has ended up having more embryos than ICSI. Whoa. Yeah. That's so interesting. I guess it's because the, you know, obviously the best guys did win. So yeah. You, you know, it's not just the scientist looking at the sperm thinking, oh, I think he looks all right. It's actually the best ones did win. So yeah. you've got healthier, wow, fucking hell. Well, so and that's a bit of a head fuck as well, because you're like, oh, you know, um, maybe this way is more like natural selection. But mm. then also it's like, well, actually, the scientists have like done a much better job <laughs> than natural selection so far. So I'm mm. pretty sure they're going to, you know, probably be better at like knowing which one is is a good one. Um, selected because our bodies thing. haven't been very good at just figuring that out for themselves yeah. so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just in case anyone's listening for, you know, ICSI, the ICSI side, they definitely got a good one for me. So I'm I'm happy with the one they chose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I don't want to like turn that around in my head too much because I don't even know like when we get, so we have got some viable embryos, which is brilliant. Um, uh, But when we get to transfer stage, I don't know if they'll yeah. give us a choice or tell us which side we get it from. They probably so won't. I don't want to like think if I've got a preference. And to be honest, yeah. do you know what I mean? If they thought that... Yeah one was inherently better than the other then I think they would have well, I think the whole medical community would be transparent about that and tell you do you know what I mean yeah, I think they're like yeah. equally weighted good absolutely um, I think they'll probably grade them based on how they've performed since they've since conception so to speak and then yeah. they'll have a they'll have them um they'll have a charge I mean they'll, they'll just pick the, the strongest one 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, so so we've done that and we've got some in the freezer now, which <gasps> Oh, is in the cold home for the next couple of months. Um, yeah, I don't know. So we, we've got our consultation for next steps tomorrow. Um, oh, initially, exciting. actually, it was going to be a whole month wait to our consultation because they're really booked up in August. Okay. But um, luckily, I called called first thing Monday morning and um, I had a cancellation. It. Yeah. So um, it will be at least a month break, I guess. But I, mm. I don't know. Might be might be August. Might be September. Um, I guess also depending on how my body is like recovering from all the all the drugs yeah um, yeah which clearly yeah. sent it quite bananas um, yeah it's definitely wise so we, um I can't remember how long I waited but I waited a bit I waited a month longer than I needed to because I had a holiday and I was selfish so um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough mate yeah but that's the thing like now I'm really feeling the oh I'm just in this I'm, I've I actually had a bit of a wave of feeling a bit sorry for myself because I'm like oh god I can't plan we don't, don't know when it's yeah. happening we can't go on holiday not that we could really go yeah. on holiday holiday anyway but I'm just like you know I don't know if I can I'm still hardly socializing at all yeah. because I'm trying to play it really self with COVID yeah. like yeah meeting people in parks occasionally but just you know um everything you know I'm just back in that like on un- a complete unknown phase whereas yeah it sounds really bizarre because obviously all the injections are bring their own level intensity but I was like oh it's so nice to be following a known plan even though you don't know when they're going to finish you don't know when your trigger is going to be it's like there is a a a pattern to this and I'm following my own little daily tick chart exactly it's not decisions you don't have to make you just kind of you're just doing it and you're there's a goal and I suppose yeah now you're kind of like how much longer do I stay up you know you, you're still having to be good to a degree but you don't know how long for and you know you don't know what the the next rules are like it's kind of hard yeah to... yeah exactly exactly um yeah so it's a bit of a bit of an unknown but I have actually written I, <laughs> I've written a uh, little post-it note stuck to the fridge with a very nicely decorated um well, it's not that nicely decorated, but I've written our number of embryos in oh. in a nice way. Oh, put it on the post-it note. So and, and if I'm ever feeling a bit like frustrated or whatever, I'm just like so lucky to have some. Yeah. Just so lucky. Just And I just repeat the number to myself. Um, yeah. Oh, and the other thing I did, which is um, between egg collection and getting the embryos, which um, might sound quite hippied out, but again... Um, read it in a book and was like yeah I'll go for this is um tried to visualize every day like what should be happening to build towards viable embryos so I Mm. carried on my deep breathing which is you know in for four hold it for seven Mm. and kind of channel your energy to your Mm -hmm. womb and then out for eight out for a count of eight four seven eight breathing which is quite common breathing technique I think for anything that might make you anxious or just general it's just general good breathing practice I think yeah um so I kept doing 10 minutes of that every day uh thinking about my womb kind of healing and everything yeah. getting better and all this bloody fluid everywhere just draining out oh, but yeah. then also um, I would look at a picture of like day one what's meant to happen day two oh, what's meant to happen that's you know you nice mate that's really nice yeah and just really try to like visualize that um 
and also showed that to Mr. Sophie and was like, if you want to do some some of this, you can this do that. And sent it to my mum and sister as well, because I think they were keen Aww. to know how they could support. Um, I was like, you can, <laughs> you can do this. It's going to sound a bit bonkers, but it just feels at least like we're doing something. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really nice. You're connecting with the embryos, even though um, you can't be with them right now, but you're kind of thinking about them and imagining them. I think it's really nice. Well, yeah, that is what started happening. I started like yeah. rooting for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, you know, by, by day five, before we got the call, I was like singing a little song, you know, come on, Blastocyst, yeah. that dish. You know, just like, obviously completely unraveled by that point. And, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and uh, my partner was like, I'm not, he was like, I'm with you, but I'm not, I'm not going to sing I this song. I can't join in. I, I was like, that's, that's fine. That's, that's fine. But I won't do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. How, how did you manage the drop off? Because um, that's always quite difficult for people, I think. Well, I just kept thinking, you know, if we get one viable embryo at the end of this, I'll be really happy. You know, yeah. I'll be thrilled. That's enough. Yeah. And even if we don't, you know, this is just the first attempt Mm-hmm. Uh, you know mm. I just tried to be really rational and anytime I felt myself getting a bit like oh worked up um I would uh do those you know last time I mentioned those kind of like little incantations daily incantations like I yeah. believe in it, each stage of this process yeah um I accept each stage of this process and believe it will have the best possible outcome you know I just kept saying stuff like that to myself yeah. like literally out loud um I think that's cool. I think that's fine. And and even though <laughs> my uh, conscious brain was like, well, what if it all goes wrong? It's just something about saying things out loud, like tricks mm. your conscious brain into believing it. You know, I was like, oh yeah, everything is, go- everything is going according to plan. I don't know what the fucking plan is. Uh, not sure if I even believe that there is a grand plan ordering um, the whole of this existence, yeah. but whatever, I keep saying it. So it must be true. Yeah, part of it must be true. I think that, look, people don't do those things for nothing. Do you know what I mean? There's a reason people have those affirmations. They do do a job. And why the fuck not be in a positive state of mind about it? Like, yeah, you know, there's no reason not to. Yeah, um, I thought I'd just throw throw all that stuff, throw everything, including the kitchen sink at it, you know. Oh, um, yeah. Because then afterwards, at least if it didn't work out, I wouldn't be like oh shit maybe I should have done that (laughs) stuff that I was quite skeptical of to begin with Um, and tell me you were you were on OHSS watch presumably big time yeah how how did that all go down yeah it was all right so I still felt quite rough uh until about a week after I've only really just started feeling better again Mm. so this Monday I was a week after egg collection um and you know went for a very slow very gentle uh jog with my dog for the you know it's the it's the first time she's been old enough to like go for a run because I haven't been going for a run for like the last two months I've just been doing really gentle stuff like walking yeah uh delighted to say I could outpace her and she was like whoa shit okay (laughs) maybe you are senior to me in the pack I was like yeah god damn right I am (laughs) catch up drink some water (laughs) (laughs) oh Mickey drink some water yeah yeah um so yeah, so they were like calling me every day to check mm. I was all right, but yeah. I did feel really 
but you know I took the day off after a collection and then the day Good. after that I like yeah. worked for a bit and then was just like oh yeah. no I, I need to finish now in the afternoon yeah did you watch um, the good movies I watched um I, I've got really into uh teen high school dramas so oh, I hello. watched a lot of um, more of your former self <laughs> yeah I don't, I've really returned to childhood through this whole <laughs> thing the other thing is I think maybe that's like sparked it all off is my mum really uh sweetly well both my parents but I'm pretty sure my mum was the instigator like um sent me uh these IVF stickers um oh. that you put in your diary that's like you know it's like a whole series of stickers that are like little yeah. injections oh, and yeah. for appointments and blood tests and egg retrieval and all this stuff oh, so I've cute. like I've been loving putting stickers everywhere maybe that's Isn't... where my nine-year-old energy has oh, come from sticker town I fucking love <laughs> yeah, stickers yeah. who doesn't like... love stickers yeah exactly exactly um yeah, and a little bag that says badass with a bruised ass on it to put all your, your oh, kind of medical cabins in, which nice. I really like. I uh, love that stuff. Um, That's so sweet. Uh, yeah, so um, channeling my inner nine-year-old, thinking all that the American high school teenagers are super cool, watching Never Have I Ever, which is really great. Oh, um, I don't think I know that one. quite... Uh, lighthearted. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm balls deep in Love Island, so don't talk to me about lighthearted. Oh uh, yeah, my, Mr. Gabby is really losing a lot of respect for me throughout the last few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I think you've just got to like you just you need oh, to freaking relax, mate. I look, you know, I think I know it's bullshit, but it's bringing me joy. So. You exactly, you got to bring yourself some joy. Exactly. Um, what, what else? And now I've got into um, on my block. I mm. think it's called on my block. On my block. I've watched it so back to back, like seven episodes in one night, kind of thing. <laughs> it's on my block. It's process the title. <laughs> sounds like it might be property, but then I'm no, I'm no, no, no. It's, it's another American high school. High school drama. High school. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. really hoping I, you were going to give serve up some property content for me but yeah I actually even went back to Beverly Hills 90210 oh, for wow. a couple of episodes just picked picked out my favorite ones the, the, uh, the remake the remake if oh. I could find the original oh my god I would be there oh but god, I think it's yeah. also because I've only just clocked this but I think it's very unlikely that there's uh because these are particularly light-hearted ones yeah. um so far I haven't come across any teen pregnancy oh, story yeah we want to avoid that kind of shit for yeah sure. yeah the parenting yeah. is all a bit further up there's not the whole like yeah. oh how am I going to cope with my toddler and I'm like yeah. fucking cope because that's all I want is to be stressed out yeah. about my toddler you know Thank you. yeah definitely yeah. I think so that maybe that's cool. also why I'm drawn to them yeah but who knows it's really mainly because they're <laughs> easy oh. humor <laughs> right well listen mate what's next what how when what will we be talking about when we speak to you next uh we'll probably- so- tomorrow's consultation i guess yeah tomorrow's consultation yeah oh and finally i know we've got to go but i just really want to shout out mr sophie because he has had to have his birthday he had his birthday last friday we couldn't go out there was a festival at the park that is literally we can see from our house loads of our mates were there and he was like it's the right thing not to go to play it covid safe and he's just been a real trooper so oh mr sophie what a ledge loved he did get really drunk but i was like you fully deserve to get absolutely shit-faced you you've done your bit definitely (laughs) i will have a cup of tea and stay awake with you the best man juice of his life (laughs) yeah now we can relax yeah all right mate well listen we're all very proud of you both and we 
hope that you have enjoy some time not having any eggs in your um, ovaries yes it sounds like it's bringing some sweet relief yeah 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 nice one a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello. 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 How are you? <laughs> um, well, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looking forward to you guys. How do we say this? The podcast cherry. You're going to pop oh, it. Yeah. Popping your podcast cherry. And I'm yeah. so excited that we Same. get to be those people. <laughs> You've only come here for one thing. So tell us about your journey. Oh my God. I actually thought to myself, if you guys use that word, I think my response was going to be quite sweary. (laughs) (laughs) Please feel free. Yeah. Don't don't hold Um, back on our account. Yeah. So it's been eight years, nine years this October, but who is counting? Not Mm. me. Um, And it's been really very, very tough. And it's been fucking shit in some places and it's been less shit in others. Um, And I don't climb really. I say really, I don't climb at all. But if I had to climb a very tall mountain like Everest, it would be the emotional and physical equivalent of that. But then if you've climbed Everest or done Everest Base Camp, you're probably sitting there kind of having a bit of a laugh. Yeah. A sense of achievement. Yeah. Um, And I think, to be honest... Oh dear, I mean, I I do feel a sense of achievement at feeling okay at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's quite an important thing to say, really. Mm. Yes, yeah, and it's taken me years to be able to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still not quite sure how I feel about it, if that makes sense, the fact that I'm able to sit here on a maybe squeaky chair. I don't know. <laughs> we'll um, be the judge of that. <laughs> you all be the judge of that. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, so we started trying when I was 32. Um, mm-hmm. We got to 
34 and I was one of those people who just thought there was something wrong immediately mm-hmm. um I was that dick no I'm, I'm I was that dick too I can identify <laughs> with that but I I was kind of right um so we went to I had a hospital appointment when I was 34 and a half and it was the only bad hospital appointment that I've had and she said to me very bluntly uh yes you've got problems here you're going to need help and mm-hmm. at that point I was like IVF and that was my worst fear okay I didn't know anything about it I didn't you know I just knew I wasn't keen on it not that you're going to be keen on it um and then we had our IVF appointment and I was scrabbling I think at this point going can we not just try for another six months can we not just try Mm -hmm. and they were like they were like guys yeah that's fine you go away and shag for the next six months but we think we'll be seeing you in six months and I was like oh guys thank you so much and we were thank you thank you so much (laughs) thanks um and then we did our first round sorry I I should probably say at this point that when I was 34, before the hospital appointment, I did have a hysteroscopy. And um, what's the other one when they go into... Laparoscopy. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. And so so I had that at, I think, 33, 34. Sorry, all just, you know... mm. Um, Yeah, And, and I just thought that was going to be the cure to be honest mm. oh yeah because so, everybody on the internet says oh I conceived immediately after yes. my laparoscopy yes and the consultant said to me at the time oh Annabelle you're just going to get pregnant immediately and I was like <laughs> that's wonderful <laughs> and I'm here for this content um, but I didn't hence oh. I went to the GP they referred me to the first hospital um which I had the not very good you know mm. um yeah so I was 35 when we started IVF and it was Christmas time. I don't recommend starting the drugs over Christmas. Don't know what your thoughts are. I, yeah, I started mine on Boxing Day. Ah, oh, Christmas Eve, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, not ideal, especially not when your family's quite boozy and you're having a nice time and you're like, oh, sorry, I just can't, can't drink this time. Sorry, guys. Yeah. So it, it really wasn't ideal. And I remember going down to my in-laws on Boxing Day and I was off my tits because <laughs> my hormones... Um, what's the, You see, I've even forgotten. What's the first drug you take to flatline your system? Bucerolin. To put you in the menopause. Oh, yeah, that is an absolute bitch. I yeah, hate that Yeah, that's my drug. worst one. Yeah. Oh, it's the, it's the spawn of Satan. Oh, no. Next, <laughs> Clexane, which I will also have a massive bitch about. Um, yeah, so I went to the indoors on Boxing Day and I was just off my tits. It felt like my hormones had been dragged out of me. Mm. I felt extremely spaced out. I wasn't with it at all. Um, anyway, so um, that was over Christmas. Did the egg collection probably three weeks later, two and a half to three weeks later. Um, and five days before we did it, I wanted to end the cycle because I felt so ill. And the effect on me, my hormones were dragged through the gutter. Oh, and God. I wanted to kind of throw myself under the 171, 172 bus. Now, I think, mm. didn't you guys used to live around here? Have I, I used to, yeah. I, yeah. And Emma, yeah. I just remember, um, I, you know, I'm kind of taking piss here, but I felt awful. 
awful, awful. Yeah. And we went into the hospital and I begged them. I said, look, I've got to stop. I've given this my best shot. This has been awful. And they said to me, okay. But then they took me in to see the counsellor straight away. They were brilliant. And then mm. they pep talked me enough to keep me at it. Okay. So I had the egg collection they collected, um, which, by the way, was amazing. I loved it. I mean, as in, I don't love having it done, but I love the like, oh, I'm having anaesthetic and there's going to be a tea and biscuits. Can I have yeah. the ones? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. absolutely with you on that. I was an emotional wreck, though. So walked into the room just crying. And I remember the anaesthetist saying to me, oh, oh, you've done really well. Kind of, I saw you about to give up the cycle, but well done for being here now. Oh. And I was like, and I was like, you know, thanks. And she said to me, what's your favourite drink? And I was like, well, I really, really love champagne. <laughs> and basically, when I came round, my husband could hear me being wheeled back because I was shouting the word champagne. Oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I'd probably do that IRL, but I mean, to do it when I was under the influence. I mean... <laughs> We all know about your true feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Just champagne. <laughs> exactly, champagne. Yeah, so um, that was embarrassing, but obviously I wasn't told that until, you know, afterwards. So anyway, it all went very well. I think we got 19 eggs. Um, oh, wow, they had that's a, great all. Yeah, they had a party in the old uh, lab, um, and we got 13 embryos, which went down to six blastocysts. So I think yeah. at this point, I didn't know whether it was going to work or not. And I was, I felt so physically and emotionally ill. This sounds awful, guys. I didn't care. Mm. I just, I just mm-hmm. got to that point. They'd done what they needed to do. Um, anyway, so I had the embryo transfer five days after that. I am not ashamed to say I asked my wonderful consultant. I was like, um... Julia, could I, uh, any chance after the embryo transfer, could I just have one drink? And she looked at me and she was like, what? And I went, just one? I went, just one glass of fizz? And she said to me, because I, she was just, yeah. She said, okay, you can have one and a half. She said, but that's it. And I went, oh my God, thank you. So we literally came home and I was like, husband, quickly, get some Prosecco, anything. Just need to have it now. Um, And then we had the two weeks and I and again I felt so ill on the drugs I couldn't allow myself to think had it worked had it not worked I didn't you know and then I I was really so I basically reflated so I was very bloated from all of the drugs and the day before we were due to do the pregnancy test I was not well and I said to my husband, right, I think we need to go to the hospital. And he was like, we're doing the pregnancy test tomorrow. And I said, look, I really, really don't feel well. I could barely breathe at this point. You know, I say, I say, I mean, yeah, I, I just was not in a good way. So we went back in and Julia said to me, do you want to do the pregnancy test now? Which is basically her way of saying, go to the loo right now and, you know, mm. do it. Anyway, we went to the loo and... We did the test and I was pregnant and it, you know, we couldn't believe it. We just mm. couldn't, we, we were, we were in shock to be honest. And that was at the time when we thought that 
having a positive pregnancy test meant there would be a small person who was going to come home and um getting a bit upset but um which is absolutely fine isn't it um absolutely fine yeah it's absolutely fine absolutely fine 100% normal yeah so basically the reason why I'd reflated was because the pregnancy was there and the hormones were you know Mm. excited um and yeah so I had very mild OHSS um yeah so then we had the heartbeat scan um I felt very and I don't know whether you guys had this I felt very physically anxious um and I rushed back into I rushed back into the hospital I was meant to go for the heartbeat scan at seven weeks at six and a half weeks I had a row with my husband slept in the spare room and then when he was really hung over I announced to him I'm going to guys now and he was like what 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 are you doing and I just mm-hmm. went I feel really anxious I'm just gonna go now so I wow. did and they were excellent and they what said to me you? we're gonna do the heartbeat scan now because I just thought there was something wrong mm. I was just I was I was um taken over possessed I, I really did think there was you know Anyway, so the heartbeat scan was fine. Husband had to rush on, rush to the hospital on the train after the train I was on because I literally flounced off going, <laughs> I'm going now. I'm hormonally challenged. I'm going now. Yeah. So that was great. Um, and then we had the nine-week scan, which I think was probably around nine and a half weeks. And then they stopped my progesterone. Mm-hmm. And they were so pleased. There is, They were the best team I was crying they were pretty tearful and I just thought I've had this incredible help and that was going to be it Mm. um and then we went for the 12 week scan and that was three days after my birthday and I said to my husband oh I can't wait to see you know I, I can't and we got there and it was one of the worst experiences probably the worst experience I think I've ever had because you're not expecting to see a dead child on a Mm. giant plasma screen and the the sonographer who was a bloke this sounds an awful thing to say but he basically said to me I think there's a bit of a problem here and I remember I remember staring up at the (laughs) staring up at the ceiling and my heart like the panic was rising it was just and I just said what do you mean what do you mean and I I apparently I started to kind of scream a bit and screech you know and Mm. husband kind of he was sitting next to me but suddenly he was on me just scooping you know just this huge hug Mm. and he was crying and I've seen my husband cry probably three times ever and he was sobbing. Mm. And I remember the senior sonographer came in and she checked everything out and she said, you will be back here, you will be back here. And up to this point, I have not been back there. And you've done, you're on, you've done eight rounds now? Oh, yeah. So I've done eight rounds. Um, I've had seven embryo transfers because one of the rounds, I had all the drugs, but we didn't get to embryo transfer. Um, yeah, so I'm racking them up. 
Mm, baby, that's, um, that's sorry i have a very dark emotional. sense of humor but <laughs> you know <laughs> you have to i think what else to kind of deal with this journey um you've written a blog called Maybehood. what does Maybehood yeah. mean um it means for anyone and everyone who finds themselves in the position of not knowing whether they're going to bring a small person home i think um in one of the blogs you said that you think childlessness would almost be better than the kind of torture of, of more treatment. Yeah. Do you know, yeah, talk to us about that kind of, how is it, how are you reconciling that in your head? Is that, is that your honest feelings? Are you kind of at that point now where you're like, I just, I don't know if I can do anymore? Um, well, you probably read in one of my blogs or posts that our professor has recommended that I do one more go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I must admit, when I heard that, I just didn't know what to it was like he was offering me everything, but kind of nothing. And I stand by the amount of times I've put myself through this because I've so, when I got pregnant, I loved it. I loved everything about it. I felt the happiest or one of the happiest that I've ever felt. And I think I've just been so desperate, and I use that word, desperate to recreate that. Not that I'm saying, yeah, not that you can't, anyway. Um, and, but I also know that when an embryo transfer does not work, when you're at home and you're bleeding and you don't know whether you're, you're you don't know whether this is going to happen, there is a point when I think self-preservation and survival starts to say maybe childlessness, yes, you're living with grief every day. And every day is hard. And I know I speak for lots of girls in this position. It's really, really very hard sometimes. I think that's an understatement. Yeah, I'm it's desperately trying to be understated here. <laughs> Um, but yes at some point you do need to think well hang on a sec I have a husband I have a cat I have a home I have friends I have the most amazing amazing friends you know we have all this love you know and to be really blunt it really hit me last year that I've been kind of living, I say kind of, we have been childless now for eight years. And it was my biggest fear that this would happen to us, that we would be the pair that this happened to. Yeah, the ones in the group. The ones in the group, absolutely. It's horrible when your first worst fears are met. And it's the same with losing a pregnancy. Yeah. You're like, Mm. in your head, you're like, there's like a tiny part of you that's like, oh, it, it won't be as bad as I think it'll be. It's never as bad as I think it'll be. And then it is. And it's it's almost it's almost kind of worse because with society, we and with Instagram and all this shit, you know, it's all about the good times. It's all about, you know, oh, I've met someone or I'm, you know, I'm about to do this with my life or I've got this amazing job holiday pet you know mm-hmm. and we still we know grief is there and there's a lot more I think spoken about grief mm-hmm. but when it comes to losing a pregnancy 
I would find it different. I would, I find, I still find it hard to say to you guys exactly how that, I mean, I just think with some things you just can't really describe it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But everyone who's been through it will know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you, you talked about the kind of the, the, the process mentally of, of thinking, okay, well, maybe maybe a childless life is better. Are there, is there anything that you've done in your head to kind of start preparing for that yet? Or is that you're not kind of, you're going to give this one more go? Well, we've been advised to. And, you know, I think we're very fortunate because our friends all know what's been happening. We talk to them regularly about it their children adore me and they've been very generous parents in saying would you like to take our kids for the weekend or do you want to hang out with them you know and I love interacting with those kids so I you know I've I've got the sort of honorary aunt thing down Mm -hmm. um it's good that you can do that because I think a lot of people in that situation don't really want to be around kids so I suppose you kind of either go one of two ways right yes yeah and can I just say I find I find it very easy being around um so the kids I'm thinking of they are literally ranging from seven to eleven and I find that age group that they are just honestly they're all amazing they're Mm -hmm. funny they're close to the bone they grow up suddenly they're into you know stuff and you're like oh my god how did that happen Mm-hmm. But if someone said to me, Annabelle, do you want to interact with a toddler? Bearing in mind that our child would be five in October, I mm. I am I find that very, very hard. So five and under for me is a I will be a quivering, crying mess, mm. you know. Um, fair enough. Absolutely yeah. fair enough. Yeah. So I think that's really helped me with the being childless. Because I've started to say to myself in my head, well, actually, some of these children I'm very close to and hopefully that relationship will continue. So hopefully I will be able to have this positive influence. I mean, this sounds a bit wank, but, you know, this kind of positive influence. And, you know, I've got some kids who are literally like, oh, can we have hugs and cuddles? And they're just adorable. Mm-hmm. and I'm actually very happy now when I do see these this lot because I'm like oh I'm going to see this you know and I'm going to get lots of hugs and kisses and we're going to talk about this that you know yeah I, I guess one of our questions is um and I, you know we've broached childlessness a, a couple of times and the question that I was gonna ask is you know at what point did you start considering yourself childless I'm I'm going to be a bit awkward and say I consider myself to be both right now because factually um just take a quick look around yep we are childless um <laughs> just, just check under the sofa sorry yeah just like there checking might be one. in uh, the office yeah. Yeah. yeah does anyone know okay um but we're still trying in that my husband will say to me shall we and I'm like yeah middle of the month fuck it let's crack on you know because obviously after all this time you know you do have to there are creative ways and hilarious things you say and you're both like ha 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 then you're both like right 
better get on it you know <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and yeah you make all kinds of jokes and then you're like but this might be the one time. but yes yeah. um and i read about it in the daily mail yeah exactly if it if uh, they say it happened it must be true yeah mm-hmm. um yeah so i mean we would this is an understatement we would be ecstatic if i got pregnant naturally mm-hmm. of course Jesus. and if I mean, God, yeah. And if that ever happened, yes, I'd obviously be on the progesterone, the IM injections, you know, the whole aspirin, the whole damn lot. But I would, you know, just the very idea that people can actually have a shag. It doesn't need to even be enjoyable. It can be the (laughs) shittest shag in the world, but you might get up the duff. And it blows my fucking mind. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's unfamiliar um, thing. I think I definitely don't know about it. Fucking knows what that's like. (laughs) We fucking don't know what that's like. Do you feel like you're um, prepared for if it doesn't work? Okay, so honestly, I feel better prepared than I have been for years, Mm. and I say that because I've been through years of very bad physical anxiety. Yeah. I've been I haven't been able to get on planes, trains. There was one point I was like, I can't get the train to work because I was just so anxious, you know. Mm. Um and I now realise because it was grief upon grief upon grief, you know. Mm. Um and I just I just thought being twelve and a half weeks pregnant that we would get pregnant again. Yeah. And then our so for example, our fourth embryo transfer um those were our last embryos with the hospital and I was like oh there's two of them oh we're gonna put both of them up and I came out thinking I could have twins Mm -hmm. yeah so I think in some ways I think and I'm kind of loath to say this but the pandemic although it has been absolutely appalling and awful and tragic Mm -hmm. I think for me I was able to catch a break And by that, I mean, I didn't have to perform. I didn't need to do any of the normal life stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was able to, although I was very, very stressed and anxious about everything in other ways, or rather in this way, I was able to really take a step and just calm down because I realized that, um, Annabelle, your worst fear has happened. Your worst Mm -hmm. fear has happened. So you're not getting on planes because, you know, and I've been to so many airports now and they've been like, your wife's having a panic attack. Yeah, but I, it's been all about this mm. and I've just transposed it onto the poor planes and trains and mm. situations, you know. Um, so I think now I feel, I definitely feel a lot stronger. I think turning 40, I mean, I can't believe I'm about to fucking say this, but I think it did help. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I I know, girls, I know. <laughs> it's it's great. It's great. Um, but yeah, so I do feel probably the most prepared I'm ever going to feel. But mm. I'm also still hopeful that if we do another embryo transfer, that that will work. Mm-hmm, I can't course. allow myself to think about it now, but mm. there is some almost silent hope there. Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll look into other routes which we have started to do and I haven't really discussed that so yeah yeah one of the things I think you've said is that 
you know, IVF clinics sell hope, which I think is is certainly the case. Do, I mean, yeah. do you think that's a bad thing? Are you sick of listening to it or is it a good thing? I think on balance, it is a good thing um, because I think what people who have not been through this, they perhaps don't understand your longing to to have this. It is primeval, you know. I look at my husband and I'm like, what a lovely man. He needs to be a dad. He's got such, there are such amazing things about him. And I I just want him teaching a small person to swim. I want him being the really calm person to my, what do you mean you're back here late doing drugs? You know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, and, and I think, I realised very quickly on, and possibly because I was given a taste of having it, in inverted Mm -hmm. commas, Mm -hmm. that I would rather have the opportunity. And indeed, it is a privilege to have the opportunity to inject yourself and have science help you. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I do, however, think it is a fine balance to understand when a clinic is just selling hope I mean as in selling hope in a you probably shouldn't be doing another round but they're going to encourage you to do it anyway and I've been very fortunate my NHS IVF they were incredible Um, and then the private the two private so my current clinic and the previous one they were excellent Um, and they didn't shy away from telling me the bad news, you know, so therefore I trusted them in terms of, do I continue this or do I knock this shit on the head? Well, um, I'm going to do a little uh, mood change here. And I guess... <laughs> Excellent, because I'm sounding like a Debbie Downer. <laughs> no, no. Um, I am going to ask you to talk to us about your famous cat. What can I say? I mean, what can I say that the Instagram (laughs) doesn't already say? What's it like having a famous cat? Well, she is pretty famous. um, And I say that she's famous on our street. The kids love her. The adults love her. Um, she has quite a global fan base. Not that I look up Instagram stats because that would be a dickish move. <laughs> who does that? Who, do, who does that, man? <laughs> Not me. Um, but when I last looked, which I think was actually last year, uh, when I gave a vague shit, um, Tilly's fans are 70% ladies, but 30% blokes. Oh, man. Which I thought was nice. That um, is interesting. She's got a very strong Australian uh, uh, fan base. Is that the word, fan base? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and basically, she just serves looks. She does, man. We can She's be got... talking to her and she'll turn around and I'll be like, Dave, did you see that? And we'll both be like, Christ, Tilly. So it really is like she understands all of it. And, She's and got sass. She, yeah, exactly. And um, so we have quite a dark sense of humour. And on one of my embryo transfers, I remember us going into the hospital and husband said to me, 
do you think Tilly's been here overnight? And I was like, uh, what do you mean, Dave? And he just went, well, you know, just to stick her claws in the remaining empress. <laughs> we just laughed <laughs> to ourselves. We were like, fucking hell, can't get any worse, can it? You know? Um, I fucking love it. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I mean, have you seen that bitch face? Anything yeah, is yeah. possible. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that bitch face and I see it every day in my own cat. Exactly. And that's a right bitch face <laughs> is strong. Yeah. Yeah. all about the bitch face cats yeah massively your cats have quite nice faces though Gabby. yeah they're a bit do yeah. they gabby yeah, yeah, yeah one of them certainly is is too ditzy to be mean at all so <laughs> yeah i've got yeah <laughs> um i guess our last question is do you feel like enough there's enough of a kind of concept of the people behind those kind of famous insta animals um well what can i say um some of us, and I say us, because I wouldn't want to slag off the cats of Instagram community because that would be an own goal. Um, but some of us are fucking batshit cray cray. Yeah, they love the <laughs> pussy, they love the cat, and it's all about the cat. Whereas I'm like, I love my cat because she's amazing. She's got a great rescue bitch face, but I like to write. So I, so I started it to write and write hopefully funny captions and stuff. And I also mm-hmm. started it when I was grieving very, very badly. And I just wanted to do something that was upbeat and, you know. So I did share a bit of what we were going through. I think our first anniversary in October, I posted a picture of Tilly on me when I was pregnant and I intimated what had happened. And I had quite a few people contact me privately just saying, oh, were you pregnant? Did you have a miscarriage? And I was like, yep, yep. Um, But yes, I mean, I guess it depends which... And how to say this without making us all sound like bonkers cat ladies. I guess it depends which account, you know, you're thinking about. And yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting, I think, because I don't think people do often consider what's going on behind, you know, with the owners of, of, of these amazing animals. So quite entertainingly, I say entertainingly, but it's actually not. Um, there's an Instagram account called I am Bronson and Bronson was like morbidly obese. Yeah. I mean, the Mm -hmm. pictures were unreal and I'm not going to be, I mean, I was here for them. I was here for them. Um, (laughs) He got put on a diet and his Bronson, I mean, Bronson was literally served, Um, but his owners took us through the diet, the vet process, every step of the, you know, they are, they're just the nicest, you know, pair. Mm. And then I kind of noticed they hadn't posted for like six months and then, the guy behind Iron Bronson basically wrote, hi guys, yeah, we haven't been on here much. Bronson's doing well, but we've split up. Um. And what he said about it was just so lovely and respectful because him and his partner run, uh, yes, you guessed it, a cat business. Um, <laughs> but he was, he just, yeah. And I mean, I must admit, if I'd been a bit more sensible, I would have followed less cats when I was 36, 37 onwards and more infertility stuff. Because I think what you, I mean, I just remember feeling, I didn't feel like me probably for the ages of 36, 37, 38. Mm. And I just remember the silence and I wasn't on Instagram. I didn't realise the people that you could talk to, the support you could get. I didn't have a clue. And if you guys have been around then, which you probably were, but I didn't know about you, 
more for me. You know, I mean, what that would have done, that, I mean, because I honestly felt like I was the, and this is a bit arrogant, I just felt like I was the only one. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I mean, yeah. There's nothing arrogant about it. I think it's, no. um, you know, just, it's, it, yeah. that's why we started this podcast because yeah. we felt the same. It's very difficult not to feel that way when everyone yeah. in your feed is popping them out like fucking. Oh my God, God like fucking what. shelling peas, man. And I don't yeah. even shell fucking peas. But I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, um, Annabelle, thank you so much for joining mm. us. It's been so nice thank to chat. You guys. Thank you. It's the end. Hey guys, welcome back. Hope you're all well after that. Yeah. Um, for the second last time it is the end it is the end of the podcast um i hope you enjoyed the chat with annabelle we certainly did yes we did and of course sophie as always i enjoyed that chat yeah i didn't because i wasn't there but i enjoyed listening to it that was okay yeah of course of course there we go um and then as we said at the beginning next week is katie from chasing creation she is rounding off the series with a discussion about childlessness she is indeed and then that will be it for this series until our two bonus episodes yeah very very exciting bonus episode. look out for those and don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter at our website bigfatnegative.com the waiting room do it guys do it now see you later bye bye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.